You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Leadership Training Podcast. My name is Delaney Williams and I am joined by Landry Holmes on this episode that we're going to be discussing God Called Moses. And this is Unit 4, Session 1. And you know, Landry, I talked about, or as I just said in the title, that this is the first session of the unit. And this unit is actually the first unit in this volume. So now we are into Volume 2. And so that will begin the new unit, Unit 4, which is Out of Egypt. And so as we do at the beginning of each unit, we have some new information just about the big picture question and answer, and then also the key passage. And so in this unit for Unit 4, as I mentioned, it's called Out of Egypt, just to help our listeners remember where we are in our, in our study. You know, it's been many years that have passed since God used Joseph to rescue his people from the famine and brought them into Egypt. And so now, however, God's people were in bondage and needed to be rescued. And so God raised up a new rescuer in Moses to deliver his people out of Egypt and to lead them back to the promised land. And so that, that's the description of this, this new unit that we're beginning for this, this session. And so when we look at the big picture question and answer, our younger preschool and older preschool actually have the same big picture question And that is, does God keep his promises? And the answer is, yes, God always keeps his promises. And then kids, it goes a little deeper. And its question is, does God keep his promises? Yes, God always keeps his promises because he is faithful. So that is our big question and answer that each unit will also tie back into um, for the four sessions in this unit. And so, Landry, do you mind going ahead and sharing with our listeners our key passage? Sure. So the key passage is from Numbers twenty three nineteen, And if you were to look up Numbers twenty three nineteen, you would see that it, actually the context of that verse uh, is around the, the story of, of Balaam and Balaam's oracles and so what's interesting, you think, well, why go to Numbers twenty three nineteen? Well, all through the Bible, we have, of course, evidence that God keeps his promises. And in, in Numbers twenty three nineteen, there is a, a verse that reminds us of that principle. So we can use that verse as we're talking about out of Egypt and the Exodus. So the verse... Numbers twenty three nineteen, and I realized, Delaney, I probably gave way more information than anybody ever wants, but I thought it would be good to know the context of this particular verse, and the reason that we have it here is because it does embody that principle that we're talking about today, that biblical principle, God keeping his promises. So for babies and toddlers and for younger preschool, we use a phrase of that, which is a paraphrase of Numbers twenty three nineteen, and it's God keeps his promises. God keeps his promises. For older preschool, uh, we 
uh, actually are using um, words from that key passage from the, from the Christian Standard Bible translation or whatever translation that you choose to use in the Christian Standard Bible. It's God is not a man that he might lie. Does he speak and not act, or promise and not fulfill? So it's a it's a question there again from Numbers twenty three nineteen, but it points to the fact that God keeps his promises. And then kids has the entire verse: God is not a man that he might lie, or a son of man that he might change his mind. Does he speak and not act, or promise and not fulfill? Numbers twenty three nineteen. Great. Thank you, Landry. And I would like to say, I think it's always great to give context to the key passage to help our listeners and remind us how, how it fits in the scripture and two, that gives greater understanding to the key passage as well. And so those are, those are some key points we wanted to make sure during this first session to bring to your attention about the unit. And so as we dive more into session one, God called Moses, I want to talk about what the big idea for this session is. And remember, as we're talking about this, we're already mentioned that we're talking about Moses. And so this is God's choice to save and use Moses was not based on Moses's inherent goodness or Moses's righteousness, but it was God that chose Moses and that he promised to provide the power to work signs and the words to say, and that we can trust God to equip equip us for every task he commands us to do. We need only to trust him for that. And so that's something important as we're thinking about and preparing for this this session. And so now we're going to move to the part of the podcast where we talk about some activities that may need some little extra prep time or either some helpful hints as you prepare. And so I'll go ahead and start with some of our preschool resources and beginning with our babies and toddlers. They are going to be doing some leaf rubbing this week. And so just a helpful tip on this is if you tape a leaf to the table and also tape the paper to the table, just lightly tape tape it there so it will hold it secure, then that will help to keep the paper still so it's not moving around as the child is trying to do the leaf rubbing. Also, there is an activity where it's more of a, they're able to play with nature and examine some of those items. And just a reminder that if you're having sticks with those those toddlers to make sure that they handle them carefully and that they're when they're looking at them that they're still and not moving around and on we want to make sure that we keep all of our children safe but especially with our toddlers we know that um, as they're exploring some of these these items that we need to take extra precaution to ensure their safety then moving on to our younger preschool resource um, just a reminder for the introduction welcome activity there is a box, it's called the Promises box that you're gonna create for this session. And as a reminder, you're going to be using this box every week during this unit. 
So just make sure that you keep that and remember that so you'll be able to use that in the following sessions as well. Then there is also an activity for younger preschool and it's very similar to one that is also in our preschool worship and it's called Weave Paper. And so just a reminder, I'm sure many of you as teachers have done some type of activity where you have used the paper and the paper mats, you made that and you, you've taken the little strips and weave paper through those with the little mat. But for our preschoolers, this may be a brand new activity for some of them. And so this is gonna be very new and it can be challenging some of them. So remember to guide them more on this activity that um, then you, maybe you would have to on other activities. Something also you can do that would be helpful is to tape the mat to the table and then that will help them as they are weaving the strips. And if even if you make the strips a little wider, the paper strips, that will help us weaving as well. And all the instructions are there in the guide. And so it will help you know how to prepare the strips and the mat. And even you may have, if you have the younger preschoolers that, that may need more guidance or maybe having a little difficulty with the, with the weaving, they can even just glue the strips on the mat if that's easier as well. And so there's a lot of options. I know sometimes some of our preschool classrooms have a wide age range. And so this is a helpful tip as you're teaching preschoolers of varying ages of how you can make this activity a little more difficult or either simplify it as well. Then moving on to our older preschool resource, there is an activity for make and taste baby food. And so this is one where um, it could be mashing bananas in a Ziploc bag or either you can use a bowl that will make it easier for a preschooler to mash it up. Or you may decide that you just want to bring an assortment of baby foods for the preschoolers to sample. Or we may even have some Landry that want to bring their own blender and create their own baby food, you know? So there's lots of options at this end as well. Make sure <laughs> to post an allergy alert and make sure to keep everything very sanitary especially when we're dealing with food and make sure the kids are washing their hands with soap and water prior to tasting the food and all. And so that's going to be a real fun activity for them. And then also there's an activity called play out caring for sick and injured. And so this is a great activity to pull out your toy medical kits. But another idea would be to reach out to members in your congregation that work in the medical field and ask them if they have some items um, on hand that they could donate or maybe you could even borrow a lab coat from them and so that will just enhance that activity even more and so lots of fun and exciting activities for our preschoolers this week but Landry do you mind sharing with our listeners about the activities for our kids sure um, I really don't have anything to add to a younger preschool session this week, but for older kids, there's a key passage activity, uh, and it calls for kids to, to read the key passage in a silly voice, and, and this is this is in, in no way trying to be uh, disrespectful of God's Word. It's, it's a way for kids to learn the Scripture, and, um, and so it's just having to say it in different voices 
I know sometimes in, in preschool, Delaney will have preschoolers whisper the verse or yell the verse or, or you know, just kind of follow the, the teacher in, in how they say the verse. Well, this is, a, this is of course, not preschool. It's older kids. So it's, do it in silly voice. And, and there are some examples in, in the book and then kind of explanation about God's promises and, and uh, related to, to the different kinds of voices we use. However, you may have kids that are not into silly voices. Um, they may be too cool for school, so you're not going to do the silly voices. So instead, you could just do it as a call and response or, you know, a, an echo activity. So, but to make it more fun and to involve the kids more, let different kids lead. And y'all might as a group decide, okay, we're going to say this phrase the leader will say this phrase, and then everybody will echo this phrase. So break it up into phrases. <clears throat> How many words are they going to say at a time? And then pause for the rest of the group to echo. So that's that's another way to do it. The, the whole idea is the more we say it, the more, the, the more we'll begin to learn it, uh, to memorize the words. But that, and that gives us an opportunity to talk more about the key passage and what it, what it means. Um, I'm going on to kids' worship, and there's an additional activity in kids' worship called, uh, it's an I am bracelet. Of course, we know that comes from this passage uh, where God says his name is I am. You may want to, to find an online tutorial for washer bracelets, uh, just in case you need help visualizing how this activity would work or visualizing the instructions. So, you can, you know, again, you can just search for tutorial on washer bracelets. And then finally, in the midweek, so this this particular unit uh, focus, uh, uh, spiritual discipline focus, is generosity. And so there's a group game uh, where you'll need to gather uh, images that illustrate items that someone might give as a gift, normal and lavish. Uh, you can print these out. You can uh, show them uh, on a screen if you have a computer screen or TV screen and you want to show them as a uh, presentation. Or, you know, you, you could, this is this is not uh, in the book, but you could actually bring some examples. Now, one of them it's, I was thinking about, well, what if I just brought examples and I was, uh, but one of them is, you know, show a, a $20 bill and a briefcase full of cash. It might be kind of difficult and unwise to take a briefcase full of cash. <laughs> so I probably would not do that one um, with real items, but there's some other things that, that you might. And of course, again, the whole focus is on generosity and the bigger, more expensive gift does not always represent generosity. You have to consider the giver as well. So those are just some ideas and some added thoughts on, on some of the, the kids' resources. Uh, but you know, the, the thing that excites me, Delaney, about this, about this whole session is that, that the focus on God, and God hears the cries of his people, uh, he called Moses, again, not because Moses was great, not because Moses was powerful, not because Moses was a great orator. In fact, Moses says, I can't speak so well. 
but God is great and powerful. God can work through any of us he chooses to. He can work through willing servants. And so this whole experience of, of Moses' call, again, the focus is not on Moses. The focus is on, on God uh, and, and God's power and God's strength and what God chooses to do. Uh, so I, I think that's that's really, um, really exciting. And uh, Delaney, I, I might add that you know we we get so used to this passage of the of the you know the burning bush, we forget how remarkable this is, uh, and and we forget that you know we see pictures, and we forget about. There was probably heat emanating from this bush, but it was burning, but it wasn't burning, <laughs> you know. The, and this is, you know, this is only part of part of our our focus. But in in God calling Moses, here was a bush that was on fire, but it wasn't burning up. And uh, just this past weekend, uh, I got to be at the uh, Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta, which is a, a internationally known hot air balloon event and I have a happen to have a cousin who's a balloon pilot and so we got to be uh, my wife and I got to be on this crew for the first time I never been that close to hot air balloons and the reason I bring this up is because you know we don't think about it until you're right there just a few feet away or even less than a few feet away of this really hot flame that is used to produce the hot air for the for the balloon and i'm thinking now you know moses was next to this really hot flame it wasn't burning anything up but there's something about in the presence of that heat that also i think is effective so my whole point is that let's not gloss over these this these verses and and gloss over this this passage um god's power was demonstrated not just in the fact that the bush didn't burn up but his power is demonstrated in the fire in the heat in that moment uh and of course there's the the part about you know moses take off your sandals you're staying on holy ground so i think we need to make sure that we don't just speed right through these things and take for granted how God's power is demonstrated throughout Exodus 1, 2, 3, and 4. It's a great word, Landry. And, you know, just even to add on what you're saying, just about how the focus is on God. Um, this week, we need to remember that as we're teaching throughout the session. And as you mentioned, Exodus 1 through 4, we're covering, you know, it's a few chapters, but when you think about all the content that we're covering from Moses from a baby to an adult, that's a lot for one session. And, you know, think about, too, how God used Moses. And again, the focus being on God's power, and it was God, um, Moses was willing, but it was, be it was because of what God did and not what Moses did. You know, and it excites me to think about 
in the same way how God can use the boys and girls that we teach each week. Yes, he can use them now, but even what he, what, how will God use them in the future? And that's really what excites me is that we get to be used by God to pour into these boys and girls now. And want to remind our teachers that, you know, as we're teaching each week to, to remember that, to steward that opportunity very well, because God has big plans for the boys and girls that we get to teach. And we get to be a part of investing in them and part, um, and it will be exciting to see how God uses them for his glory. And so being able to teach them the story of Moses and how Moses was willing to be used by God, but again, focusing on what God did through Moses. And so that's really what excites me when I think about this session as well. And so listeners, we want to thank you very much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. And we hope that you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the gospel project for kids in preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the gospel project for preschooling kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.